0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pads. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast with your host. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comments Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. We are now on episode 94 on a Monday night, January 11th, 2021. And it's one of those days where when you have so much to do and you go to work and you come home and you really don't want to do anything else, I'm kind of arriving at that point. For some odd reason, when I came home, I just became exhausted. I don't know if it was exhausted over the weekend or exhausted from just the day in general on the fact that it was just bloody cold as hell, but here I am talking about whatever I want to talk about and trying to entertain you in the best way possible. In order for me to do that, I need to ensure that I am you know, calm, cool, and crisp and trying to utilize my words the best I can. Or I could just be the guy that could just talk like this without a care in the world. You don't want that. No one does. So here we are on a Monday. Now, I know a few people have been asking me why is it that I feel that I skip certain episodes. It's not that at all. It's just when I do a certain episode, this usually goes on a Thursday night to Friday morning. What happens is when I do an episode like the last one, the Ray Fisher, the DC Diva, for example, that was episode 93. And I was just over with everything else that's going on in my life that I completely forgot to share it. And I didn't even think about it until now. So I can understand that maybe some of you may be pissed about that. Or maybe I did say something within that episode that you did not agree with and I ended up losing subscribers or followers. You know what? It's okay. It's fine. Because I'm a guy that speaks uh, my truth, I wouldn't say truth, but I speak my opinion. I say whatever it is that comes in my way and in my opinion, he was being the way he was. But because I didn't really think about it too much after the episode was done. I just completely left it alone and I completely forgot to share it. So that's my fault. That is my fault. I will try to do better as best I can and provide more content with just in in addition to just the episode twice a week. As I said, I already have plans on what I can do for a YouTube channel, for MMA content, for voiceover content, but as of last night... I actually got the tools that I can do to build my temporary booth. So once I'm on camera, and hopefully if this desk can fit, you can see more or less in terms of what I have in store. And this week, I'm going to be focusing a little bit more on branding myself, a little bit more on, you know, maybe making a calling card or my email together. There's so much that I want to get to this week, and I'm trying very, very hard to just get myself to it. I don't want to be in the planning stage anymore. I want to be on the doing stage, if that makes any sense. But nevertheless, I've spoken way too much about that. You're not here for that. You're here for some comic book news and content and we have that here. As of right now, it's pretty much just just talking stuff. Just talking stuff. I believe this will be episode number five. Now for those new followers that have no idea what just talking stuff is, it's basically an episode where I just ramble on, on all of the news that comes up in one setting, in one gulp, so to speak, and it's not really directed at anything in particular. So in this case, tonight, it'll be about Kevin Feige's interview with Deadline, some Wonder Woman news, some Deadpool news, maybe a little bit about Spider-Man, pretty much anything I want to talk about as the segment goes, just talking stuff. That's all I gotta say about that. All that plus our super villain quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And this shout out goes to my brother, Clayton Francis. Today is January 11th, as I just said, and today is his 31st birthday. 31 years old that he has graced us with his presence and anything that he wants to do with him Constantly, every time when we were younger till now, he would always emphasize that he is the sixteen-time world heavyweight champion of the world, and we were huge WWE fans back in the day. But I will never forget. There was just to give a brief memory of what we of what we did back then. So I went to Comic Con. I believe this was 2016 or 2017. I can't. I can't quite remember the date, but I met Christian Cage or WWE's Christian back then, and he was a huge. Clayton was a huge Christian fan, fucking huge. So I wanted to get an autograph signature. He was like, "Oh, who do I? You know, you know how it is. Whenever they sign something on a paper." And they're like, oh, who can I make this out to? And I said, make this out to Clayton. And I wanted to wait until Christmas. So what happened was he went through a personal issue around that time. And I wanted to cheer him up. So I said, all right, hold up. I came back and I gave it, I gave him the autographed picture of, you know, Christian Cage. And he hugged me so fucking tight that words could not describe how happy he was because it was that moment that he was really really down in the dumps and i just did that one thing to lift up his spirits and we were just talking and laughing and and that personal shit that he went through i basically made his day and i was happy for that i was happy that he was happy because that's what family does that's what brothers do so with that being said clayton if you're listening to this i love you man happy birthday i hope you don't party too hard during these COVID times, stay safe and you know what to do. You know what to do best. That's all we have for the shout outs. I've rambled on and on about that long enough. We are now over six or five minutes in. Let's dive into just talking stuff. That comes right in a bit. So we got some breaking news, breaking news, my friends, that just came over into the recording of the podcast breaking. I cannot continue the episode doing an a cheap ass accent like that. I don't know what the fuck that even was. (laughs) But basically, some breaking news has hit. Morbius is now being delayed once again to now October 8th, 2021. I have to say, I am completely overdrawn. I wouldn't say overdrawn. Well, what is the word that I'm looking for? I'm just completely tired that every time when a movie, because of the pandemic and because of whatever shit that is beyond our control, that gets delayed once again, and then a movie that we're looking forward to gets delayed and then pushed back. Now, I can't quite remember when Morbius was supposed to come out, Because, like anything, everything is subject to change. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? October 8th, 2021. It is before Halloween. Now, assuming, assuming for whatever reason, the movie does not get delayed again. Because people refuse to wear masks. And the governors are pretty much shitting their pants because they can't control us, the people. And we're violating curfews or whatever the case may be. And the movie industry is like, you know what? Let's just keep pushing everything back. Let's just do whatever we want and just push everything back. Well, I'm not having it, my friends. I'm not having it no mo. Then again, what choice do we have? But Morbius will be out October 8th, 2021, which is quite fitting For a monster. I wouldn't say it's a monster film. But come on. We know Morbius. The genetically living vampire. From the Spider-Man Rogue Gallery. It's perfect setting. Right before Halloween. And I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. That maybe the second movie Halloween kills. Will be out around that time too. So. I think it's perfect. Because for me. I love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. So. If I get to see Morbius, hopefully if it's not delayed again, perfect treat. Perfect treat indeed. Now, moving on to other news in terms of what's going on in the world of comic books. Kevin Feige has admitted, I wouldn't say admitted, but confirmed that Deadpool 3 will stay rated R. will, And it will be in the MCU. And there nothing will be fixed. Now, in terms of when it's going to come out, we don't know. But... He says that Ryan Reynolds has been working very hard on a script and that he is a force of nature and that when he puts his mind to something, he will do whatever he can to ensure that the job gets done. And you know that old saying right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it? Well, that's exactly how I feel. Deadpool 3 will be in the MCU. Now how will he come out? How will he introduce himself as a character? I've said this many times before. That maybe he could take in the position of Stan Lee now that he has left us. Rest in peace to him. That he can take over and be the cameo. And if maybe not Deadpool, because let's face it, we're not going to be... I said this before. If Deadpool is in a random movie, or even any movie to be exact, a show or whatever the case may be, no one's going to be talking about the film. Everybody's going to be talking about Deadpool. So, if that's the case, then have maybe plant seeds. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Plant seeds. Let's have Wade Wilson be the cameos. Let's have Wade Wilson, you know, something that happens like an action set piece has happened or something dramatic has happened or something heartbreaking. And then Wade Wilson comes out of nowhere, you know, in a suit or glasses or whatever and he's in his fucked up, burnt up, ballsacky-looking like face or whatever. <laughs> what what was it that his friend said from the film? He looks like an avocado that just had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that he looked like Freddy Krueger or whatever joke he said, but. Yeah, like, let's have something fun like that. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to contain the whole scene. It can just be like a couple of seconds, the same way Stan Lee has done. MCU, if you're listening to this and you want to take that idea, please offer me, no, not offer. I want 10% of royalties because that idea is awesome and I get it, many people have probably said it before but guess what? I hereby declare that I, Mike Garcia slash MG Magnum slash Mike Garcia VO, that I want 10% of royalties if you decide to put that idea in the movies. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But now that Deadpool 3 will be rated R in the MCU, it definitely gives way for more movies to be rated R which means, hopefully we can get Blade as rated R since Vampires I mean Vampires in the MCU realm come on come on it has to be rated R it has to I don't know what other movie can be rated R with the exception of those two but there is a market there is a market for adult films There are there is a market for grown up films and like Kevin Feige said if it ain't broke don't fix it Moving on to the next piece of news that we have in this fine establishment. Wonder Woman 1984 got a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe they're around 59 or 60%. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's been a while since I've checked it, honestly. But this goes to what I said before, and I'm going to repeat this over and over. When a new movie comes out, if it's a cinematic film or even close to being cinematic the first let's throw out a number let's say 20 30 even 50 people the first 50 people are going to give a positive review and then over time more and more professional critics or professional reviewers or whatever you want to call them will come out and be like oh well this movie was actually mediocre or this movie was bad I didn't like it so on and so forth why does that happen because the first 20 to 30 people you have to understand how rotten tomatoes work and i know you probably know this but to the ones who don't you have to understand how rotten tomatoes work rotten tomatoes is a collaboration of professional critics that gives a positive score when those scores adds up together it gives you a mean score it gives you an average i was about to say mean score what fuck am i talking about it gives you an average Of whatever stars or whatever scores that gets added up together and what happens is when a movie from a studio comes out on a global box opening weekend or domestic weekend or whatever the case if the majority of the scores is positive therefore it would give a positive review that is why it was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes for like the first couple of weeks and then over time The others I wouldn't say others But more and more critics And more reviewers Were Are going to give Their own review They're going to give Their own opinion And then you see The score Dwindle down And they dwindle down And those first 20 30 Maybe 50 people They work for the studio So they're paid To give a positive review If you do not believe me, go look up articles in terms of them giving positive reviews to almost any other film. Go look at Captain Marvel. Go look at X-Men Dark Phoenix. Go look at uh, New Mutants, for example. Every film... I wouldn't say every film... But the majority of films when they overmarket themselves and they want to ensure that they can appease to the audience in this case it's us and they want to ensure that oh the movie is good the movie is great the movie is fucking awesome you should watch it you should watch it now hey look hey look you know we got certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes that means it must be good right we're not stupid. We're not fucking stupid. That's why they have an audience score right next to Rotten Tomatoes. If you're the type of person that still holds on to Rotten Tomatoes as their bread and butter, I don't know what to tell you. You know what? I do. Prepare to be disappointed. The audience score is the score that we should focus on the most because it's the majority of people of regular viewership that if we like it or if we don't and we're genuinely fair. We're genuinely fair. Let's be honest. Some people can hate it. Some people can like it. But if you add all of that up, we're genuinely fair. Which is why if you go on Rotten Tomatoes right now, I guarantee you, you're going to see an audience score of like, what, 73, 74%. And that's decent. That's average. That's like a C minus or something, which according to school is still passing. Like. I don't understand why a lot of people are so freaked out where they're like, well, it, it got a certain five fresh a few weeks ago and now it's down on the... Du-. Yes. Yes. That's what happens. That is what happens. And if you still don't understand that, I guess prepare to continue to complain and bitch about it, I guess. I I, I don't know. I don't know. But moving on with Wonder Woman in a way, Wonder Woman 1984, apparently Warner Brothers or Warner Media, whoever's in charge, they're now pushing for Wonder Woman 1984 to be nominees. Is it nominees? Let's see. Nominees. No, I'm sorry. They are pushing for Wonder Woman 1984 to be considered and to have considerations for all of the categories in the Oscars, including Best Picture of the Year. Uh Listen, whoever chooses on who the best picture is of the year, I guess it's up to your discretion. Maybe there is one thing that they've had best visual effects, not really, but best visual effects, maybe best soundtrack, maybe best director or best original screenplay or whatever the case may be, right? Who the fuck knows at this point? But best picture... You kind of have strong competition Especially since the Oscars Or whoever is in charge of the Oscars Has already admitted that they're going to be looking at Films that was developed by Netflix too So I'm not mad That they're trying to do this I mean I kind of get what they're doing It's kind of a desperation move at this point When they realize that this movie Could have been better But you gotta earn yourself To win an Oscar Like you gotta fucking earn it And everything has got to be like, no pun intended, pitch perfect to win an Oscar. Because look at all the past few films. Not even the past few films. Throughout history. Throughout fucking history. Look at all the past films that's won an Oscar. They fucking earn and deserve it. And if Warner Brothers is pushing for 1984 to be considered for all categories. I think you're crying wolf here. I think you're crying wolf. That's it's just my opinion. Moving on. Rumors has it that Jessica Jones is in talks to return for Disney's the She-Hulk series. So we got rumors for Daredevil to be in that show. And now we have rumors that Jessica Jones may be in that show too. I'm much more believed that Daredevil would be the one to be with She-Hulk. As opposed to Jessica Jones. But at the same time. It could be either or. And I will be fine with either. There's only one thing that. Debunks this rumor to me. I go on Instagram. And I follow a lot of celebrities. And the woman that plays Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter. Did say in detail. That she has no intention. Of coming back as that character. Because she feels like the ending. Of Jessica Jones season 3. Was pretty much perfect It ended the way it ended And that was her completing her arc And basically her coming back In a variety of ways Or in a different way Whether it's Disney or MCU or whatever Is kind of a slap back in the face To her her fans And of course I'm paraphrasing here But I'm pretty sure that's her way of thinking Now Obviously people change their minds all the time Obviously, we have the right to decide what we want to do, especially if someone comes to us with a boatload of money and decide, hey, you want to play this character again? And as professional actors, as paid actors, we're going to fucking do it. But if she's sticking to her guns the same way Robert Downey Jr. is, the same way Chris Evans is doing with their characters, that they completed their arc and she says no, we shouldn't be pressing her to do anything that she doesn't want to do. So again, that's one thing that kind of debunks this rumors. Otherwise, if the rumor is true and we end up seeing the show, which is I think is like about thirty minutes long, if we end up seeing the show and she's in it, or Daredevil is in it, I'm not complaining. I am not fucking complaining. Cause I love these characters. Fucking love them. Except except um, what's his face? Iron Fist. But that's just another thing. Moving on. Black Panther 2 will not have a recast nor a body double. According to Kevin Feige, Black Panther 2 is basically a movie that will, and I quote, Wakanda is a place to further explore with characters and different subcultures. I honestly don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I am happy that they're not going to recast Black Panther and I'm happy that they're not going to just use a fake CGI double. But you have to have a protagonist. You have to have a story that we can latch onto. You have to have something engaging for us to follow within a film. And just having a movie to represent the cultures of something without us like directing into one character. And I could be wrong. Maybe Ryan Coogler, the director, knows what the fuck he's doing and maybe he will have Shuri or he will have M'Baku or maybe, you know, Killmonger will come back and maybe he's learned the error of his ways and maybe he can learn from Black Panther's death. I mean, who the fuck knows where the script and screenplay is going to go? Who knows? Because we don't even know. All we can do is speculate. We tend to speculate a lot more than we actually see something and then when something doesn't live to our expectations we tend to complain about that i know i do it all the time and i know you do it too but if this is ryan coogler's direction if this is kevin Feige's direction if this is the, uh, the direction that the mcu wants to go towards hey more power to you as long as the movie makes sense and we have fun with it and we enjoy it as soon as we see it. So the last piece of news that we have before we end this episode off, there is a chance Black Widow may be on the theatrical release and on the Disney Plus streaming service. You see? You see? I I, I warned you. I wouldn't war the fucking warn. You. I told you, I told you. Ever since Wonder Woman 1984, will other studios soon follow? And if more and more time passes by where Black Widow is going, I was about to say Black Panther, when Black Widow continues to get pushed back, it's not going to sit well with the fans, especially the hardcore Black Widow fans. Now I get it. I understand. She deserves to be in the big screen and we deserve to go to the theaters to see that. But let's face facts here there's a chance that not everyone is going to take the vaccine and there's a strong chance that the vaccine may not be available for everyone to take even if they wanted to take it and on top of all of that the majority of theaters are not going to be open possibly by the time summer comes in so if you want to push a film back that's completely up to you for you to take full advantage of that good money box office but the more time passes by the more we're just not going to care as much that's just the reality when you push something by so much from something that we've been looking forward to that we've been gearing towards for a while now and this is over a year and I get it the the fucking virus thing it's not our fault I understand that but when you push back something for so long our interest level is gonna decrease with every month that goes by to the point that we might not even care anymore. Now, don't get me wrong, when it comes out, we're gonna watch it, we're still gonna watch it, but I'm talking about the interest rate. It's not, oh, my stomach is growling. (laughs) The interest rate itself is not going to be as it once was. Imagine you looking forward to the best movie you could, or the best boxing pay-per-view. Or for me, an MMA pay-per-view. And the fight or the movie gets postponed again and again and again and again and again. And then when it finally happens and then it's done, you're like, Alright, well, now what? It's it's kind of a little anticlimactic. And I'm not saying Black Widow is going to be anticlimactic, but you don't fucking know. You don't know what's going to happen. So... If they're going to release it on Disney Plus, have at it. We will still watch it. We will still enjoy it. There will still be people going to the theaters that are still going to watch it. And sometimes you just have to take a chance. And well, my stomach is growling too much. (laughs) Sometimes you got to take the chance and just give us what we want. Give us what we want and there will be no trouble whatsoever. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Cummings Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry about the uh, little background noise that you just heard, but hey, we're just talking. We're just talking stuff, and that's how it is. Sometimes you're just going to get weird moments throughout the podcast that you had no idea that you would have heard again. <laughs> the fuck am I trying to say? Tune in next time for Thursday night. And yes, I will share Thursday night's episode. Usually the turnaround is one night all the way to the next morning. Considering that I'm trying to release both on Spotify and iTunes together. So I do promise that I will work on that. Trust me. And be on the lookout for a video. Be on the lookout for an MMA video because I'm going to go fucking crazy, fucking ballistic where I can have a combined Chael Sonnen slash Skip Bayless reaction on what's going on for this weekend. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. As always, you know where to find me mike garcia vo if you have questions comments concerns mike garcia vo on twitter or instagram check out our facebook group otc fanatics if you want to maybe chime in to what you think to what you're looking forward to any movies that you're highly anticipated for in 2021 the new year the new you if you believe in that and let's build this community up and we're so close to 100 followers we are so close to episode 100 I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for episode 100, but it is going to be spectacular. Spectacular? Spectacular. Now, before we end this night off, let's go into our supervillain quote of the day. And this one is from our good man, Jesse Eisenberg. Lex Luthor Jr. You know the oldest lie in America, Senator. Devils don't come from hell beneath us. No, they come from the sky. (laughs) <laughs> that was a terrible Lex Luthor impression but my reaction to that is this if for any reason the virus comes from the sky we all know where it came from but if it's in the sky and it's coming in a devilish form what can we do as angels to combat that Come, to compete against that to ensure that we don't get you know more sick than anything else wear a goddamn mask Just wear a mask. Wear a mask, stay safe, and be socially distanced. And that's it. And hopefully we can get our movies back. Let's get our movies back. Let's do, let's sacrifice a little, just a little for now so we can get our movies back. Let's not be devils. Let's be something more. So when they needed us, we can provide the powers. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Guys, have a good night. Tune in Thursday night where we will talk more of the hilarious happenings in the news of comic book movies, games, TV shows, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.